Hey guys, welcome to Kohi Chats. It's 5pm now and I'm just starting on my first cup of coffee. And how appropriate is that? Because today's topic will be on coffee. Isn't it about time considering our podcast title is actually Kohi Chats. We were wondering the other day why there are so much hype around VC investments in coffee startups in Asia. Well, it's simple, isn't it? You never say no to coffee. Right, and that's why you can easily find seven to eight coffee places near an office building in Raffles Place, which is the central business district of Singapore. Because essentially, people just want to buy coffee that are that is located in close proximity to them. But I think what's interesting is we are seeing a rising demand uh, for coffee in countries where people are culturally inclined to drink more tea than coffee, especially in Asia. Right, I think I've seen a lot of these Western influences um, from, especially students who have studied overseas, and then when they come back to Indonesia for work, they bring back this Western coffee culture, where and they introduce this coffee culture to their colleagues as well, uh, and you know after that um, they just drink coffee every day. Especially, you know, remembering back then before I came to Singapore. I think most of the coffees consumed in Indonesia are instant coffees, which you can get for a very cheap price in the local mom and pop stalls. But you know, Regina, they don't really taste great. Right? Hey, hey, no, no hate on instant coffees because we all know how Dalgona coffees taste great. But yes, continue, please. Yes, it does, it does. But then, if you think about it, um, maybe all these fresh startup they see. Um, a potential, an unt- untapped potential in Indonesia or in Asia in general on freshly brewed coffee because not only um, they're only a little bit more pricey as compared to uh, instant coffee, but they are much cheaper than artisanal coffee and also cheaper than Starbucks probably, right? right okay. So it is much more appropriate for mass, consu- mass consumption for the young Indonesians. Right. This this pricing quality gap is a really interesting layer of untapped opportunity that extends beyond just the um, lack of freshly brewed coffee options. And what's also very interesting to me is that a lot of these uh, new age startups playing in the coffee space, a lot of it was inspired by the success of Luckin Coffee in China. So just a brief background, Luckin Coffee was founded in 2017. They actually IPO'd in 2019, um, had some drama around fraud issues in recent years. But that's besides the point. The point of mentioning Luckin Coffee and its success is they were the player. They, they basically, they did something um, that no other player in in the coffee space has done before, which is what I would like to call the e-commerceification of coffee. I just made that term up. Don't don't come at me for it. But basically, what e-commerceification of coffee means that you know traditionally when you go when you wanna consume coffee, you have to go down to a physical location. You have to basically consume in a dine-in setting. With this new retail concept, all you need to do is basically order coffee from a company's own app or from a food aggregator, and you can pick up in store or you can opt for your coffee to be delivered to your doorstep. From, and, and if you pick the delivery option, the coffee would be delivered to you from a store that is nearest to you so that you can um, receive the coffee when it's still uh, warm or hot. And in addition to that, you know, um, these new age companies, they have 
a tech infrastructure at the back end that basically centralizes the entire supply chain, warehouse management and inventory management that enables the company to do real-time visibility into sales and inventory in store and in the warehouse and place auto automatic inventory replace, uh, replenishment orders, do demand forecasting, etc. so that the company only procures the right amount of ingredients to limit waste and minimize labor in the process. Now, this is very interesting because there hasn't been a case prior to Luckin Coffee, I think, that allows a central company to have like a bird's eye view of what's happening in all of its stores across the country. Um, speaking of bird's eye view, I think it makes sense, a lot of sense in this current digital age where um, smartphones are very common and how the economists um, actually stated that how data is a new oil. By having everything in-house, having all the development uh, in-house, for example, controlling the process, the uh, demand forecasting, they're able to gather more of the user's data. And as such, they are able to understand what the user likes, what kind of flavor a, certain, a user of a certain region likes, for example, mm-hmm. or maybe where if they are to expand their stores, where should they expand next? More interestingly, I just found out that in Indonesia, mm-hmm. um, even though they do, uh, they, they have their own apps, but I do think that most orders for Kopi Kenang and Kopi Janjijiwa, they actually come from aggregator apps like GoFood and GrabFood. Oh, of course, yeah. Right? And I just found out that GoFood actually sh- uh, shares a lot of data uh, on the trends, uh, like where the buyer is from, uh, and so on to the Kopi Kenang and Kopi Janjijiwa. As such, it's quite interesting as they are now Kopi Kenangan is able to view the competitors' heat maps. Meaning, uh, if I know where certain competitors' products are very popular in and they do not have a store there, I could decide to, hey, I want to open a store right beside my competitor so oh. I do not lose out on that market. That's pretty interesting, right? That's super powerful because not only not only will they use this information to launch new stores near the competitors, they can also launch new stores that are closer to their customers compared to their competitors. Exactly, yes. And I think that's that's how data speaks a lot of volume in current the current digital age. Right, and this is in addition to their own sales data that they are getting from either their own apps and food aggregators. Yes, but I think, um, well, when using aggregator app, there are also... Um, Pros and cons. Mm-hmm. That is the one of the pros. But then the cons is unlike uh, Luckin Coffee, for example, which is mainly predominantly. I think they only do own app. Yeah, I think so. Um, all the Kopi Kenangan, Kopi Janjijiwa, they actually cannot send out their own recommendations if they use aggregator app. Right. So there's a limitation to the e-commerceification of coffee. If yeah, you are using I guess so. Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, you can buy ads, but that's maybe the extent of it. Right, right. You can't go like super personalized recommendation like, hey, oh, hey, Regina, I, I, I see that you buy a lot of latte. So why not I recommend you something new that we have just invented? Mm-hmm. But we can all agree that, you know, just having visibility into your own customer data via this distribution platforms uh, that a, normi- a normal coffee store wouldn't have access to before allows for an incredible amount of agility and sorry, incredible amount of agility uh, to inform expansionary efforts uh, for the company. And, you know, going back to the example of Luckin Coffee in uh, in China, they are perhaps the only F&B category so far to expand their number of stores very rapidly across the country in a very short amount of time without franchising. 
So for example, in their first year of operations, they opened 2,000 stores. Then they doubled again in their second year of operations and, it, and earned itself the title of having the largest um, coffee network in China in terms of the number of stores surpassing Starbucks. Today, they have like 5,000 plus stores and with significantly higher sales per square meter compared to a normal cafe. And what's interesting is Kopi Kanangan and Four Coffee and the other, you know, uh, other um, companies in Indonesia that have sprung up recently, they follow a very similar playbook because they were all inspired by Luckin Coffee. Ah, right, right. So, and I think I saw this quote from the Kopi Kenangan CEO, like his goal is to open one new stores every day. So I guess it, that one is very inspired by Luckin Coffee. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's very possible if you think about it. Like, like Kopi Kenangan, they are basically using a hybrid of a walk-in store and like a dark store model, if you will, to scale fast and own higher margins per store at the same time. Because the higher margins with the tech infrastructure comes from mainly maximizing the utilization of labor, space, minimizing waste. Because now you can deploy lesser staff and adjust uh, staff needs, uh, staff supply according to different times of the day, eliminate labor to replenish supply if you can do it automatically, minis- minimize waste if you can do accurate forecasting of inventory per store, etc., etc. These are just examples. So effectively, with, with this central bird's eye view and control, you make the store and retail concept so streamlined and so simple enough that it's so easy to replicate in multiple locations at a really, really fast pace. Oh, so that's how they scale really, really fast and really, really big. Um, but then it makes me question, why don't we see this same amount of love from the VC community towards tea? Well, you know, like how coffee and tea usually are put in the same picture together, right? Like, right, or are they polar opposites? Well, you can say that, <laughs> but you see like how uh, people who don't drink coffee usually drink tea and vice versa. Yeah, that's true. But then I don't think tea plays at the level of necessity the same way that coffee is. In the sense that if if you were to approach a coffee drinker, a coffee drinker would likely be a very religious coffee drinker in the sense that every day he or she would drink coffee and at least one cup a day, sometimes maybe two cups, right? But you don't... Like you don't hear of tea drinkers saying that oh I every morning I have to have my bubble tea fix. Oh, that's true. That's right? true. Right, and 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 moreover, like bubble tea has no health benefits, whereas coffee has. So there you have it. Well, but too, too much coffee is never good, Regina. Well, too much, but having one or two cups a day. Yeah, sure. It is scientifically proven to improve. Um, heart activities or cardiovascular activities. Uh, but but that's with the with the exception that you drink it uh, without milk so like black coffee I think oh I see yeah but but what's what's the, I guess the point to take note is the reason probably why you haven't really seen a lot of VC money into the tea industry is because you know the bubble tea industry has been around for very long in terms of like inno- menu innovation and you know like expansion of stores um, via franchising and whatnot. and historically they do not like they operate in a very traditional F&B sense, there's not really a technology angle to operating bubble tea stores and expanding on bubble tea stores. And we all know that venture capital investments usually have that criteria to have a tech layer or like some connection to utilizing technology to be able to be qualified for a venture capital investment. Well, tech could be one of the reasons, but 
what if what if the reason is actually much more simpler what if you know like how you said the bubble tea business has been around for 20 plus years mainly from taiwan i believe mm-hmm. right and what if you know 20 years ago um, you don't see as much vc investment as what you see today and then 20 years ago when all of these new bubble tea businesses starts they decided hey why not i want to expand as quickly as possible the easiest way for me to expand without having to care too much about um the fr- uh the new shops is to franchise sell the franchise meaning i have new franchise owners and i let them have their own uh freedom or flexibility to develop their stores their individual stores um like the way they like it even though it um there's a certain guideline that me as the main franchise owner sells mm-hmm. right and you know um back in the days maybe that was the fastest way so but so they are not used to the current vc investment that you see today that that's my thought but maybe there are uh, different kind of reasons as well like you know um maybe Back then, they don't really care too much about customer experience. They just want sales. So yeah, they're saying that in the past, franchising was like the main model. But now, like the new age retails, uh, new age F and B startups are realizing that because people have a higher expectation on online ordering and a whole experience that comes with it, it is more important now than ever before to bring the entire operations in house so that these startups can have a better control over the. and consumer experience but in order for them to execute on this in-house operations they need capital because it's capital intensive and therefore this gives rise to the opportunity for them to raise months uh, raise f- money from VCs but that's not to say that there hasn't been any VC investment into bubble tea uh, any recent example so for example do you know of hey tea yeah yeah i've tried hey tea before do you like it well it's okay <laughs> there are uh, i still prefer koi koi is <laughs> <still> my favorite <laughs> well koi is i believe koi is not Koi is like like a special case, right? Whereby they they are big enough on their own, um, but then they are not franchising. Yeah, they're not franchising. They are not taking any VC money. Mm, that's like super boss move. But yeah, but <laughs> I think yeah, it's a very brave move also from their side. Mm-hmm. But back to Haiti. So Haiti was founded in 2012. It's a China company, but they have expanded to Singapore and Japan. Um, and you know, last year they raised a hundred million dollar round. Um, by Series C, and then like two, three years ago, they raised a Series B led by Tencent and Sequoia. So definitely, their profile is up there. Uh, but what's interesting is, you know, back to the back to the earlier point of how like like because you are capital intensive, therefore you look for VC money. Haiti, surprisingly, they are not into the franchising route at all. They so are very adamant to expand via owned and operated stores instead of franchising, and they are taking VC money. Uh, see, see, that's what I said. Like, uh, if you don't go for the franchising option, they, you gotta go the VC money option. And yeah, now that because Haiti is so recently founded, they are open-minded enough to accept VC money to have in-house controls over all their uh, logistics processes, staffs, and so mm-hmm. on. But I think the question then I need to ask is why is all the love given to bubble tea companies and not those like you know artisanal tea leaf companies, which is very interesting, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I do not know the reason. Maybe Instagram with the rise of Instagram, bubble tea. Oh, like tea. Instagrammable. Yeah, bubble tea <laughs> is very Instagrammable. Or maybe it could be an even simpler reason, right? Just because, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, social currency around coffee is way, way, way higher than tea, right? And also, tea in general is not associated with hustle culture, which is what the 
tech industry embodies and it's also what the VCs associate with. Ah, yes, the hustle culture. That's very true. I did not think of that. All our meetings are surrounded over coffee. You You don't see meetings over tea. That's a bit... Yeah, you don't. This is strange, right? For yeah. some reason. Yeah, that that feels strange. Like you can't. You, the moment you think of meetings, you think of coffee. Not, not yeah, tea. exactly, exactly. So I'm always team coffee. Uh, I'm I'm team tea, but maybe I'll convert. I'll start converting. I remember you were team tea back then. Oh yes, I was. But that's a story for another day. You know, you know, work work culture changes you. Okay, so <laughs> should we have our second cup now? Yes, please. 